What's up, everyone? You're watching another episode of Fire Talk, the podcast where the opinions and topics are made up and the loudest get laughed at. I'm Jake, joined by Adam, Matt, Cole, Aaron, and joining us on the phone, you're going to hear his car going in the background, is Ronald <laughs> trying What's to join up? us on his way into work. He... <laughs> Uh, we lost Jake, you, Jake. You muted your mic. You lost your sound. <laughs> you're muted oh, there, Jake. Oh, hit. You're <laughs> back. Noob. Sorry, guys. It's his first day. It's his first it's, day. It is. It's my first time. Be gentle. Uh, but he liked what he watched so much this week that he just had to force his way into the podcast, making us start an hour <laughs> right. early today. But we're here. We're happy about it. And we have WandaVision to talk about. That's why we're happy about it. Because this is in Matt's own Facebook post words. The best thing the MCU has ever done. I stand by yes, that. I said what I right. said. Told y'all. I think that's I think that's a bold claim considering they put together a string of ten movies in a continuous story that had never been done before. But ten movies. Uh, ten movies. years worth of movies. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I have so, to agree that it's even though it's based reaction. off the comics, it's uh, it's isn't it an original story? Uh, it looks more and more like it's tying into or taking elements from the House of M storyline, okay. but uh, very much got some originality in here still. Yes. Right. So uh, I just want to point out that on last week's podcast, I said that she was the sole player and y'all were like, no, nah, we think there's somebody else. I still don't think she's the sole player. She's, she's the sole player. She's the sole no. player, y'all. I'm calling it. The neighbor Adam's knows sticking everything. His, yeah. Adam's sticking to his guns over here. I think. He, yeah. Agnes is still super sus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although no, Ron's on our Agnes side, guys. If Ron's on our side, that means we're probably so, wrong. Uh, you're right. We can, we can prove it, though. So Agnes, during that whole scene in the Agatha. show. Ag I thought it was Agnes. 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 Yeah, Agnes. It's Agnes. Okay. So Agnes in the scene goes, hey, should we run that back? So she oh, knows no. what's going on. But then when Vision goes to work and meets with this coworker, he doesn't. He doesn't know. He had to use his little vision powers and you know, you know, zap his head. <laughs> so, uh, so I think that there's more than just. I yep. think I also think uh, I can't remember the character's name, um, and I'm not just gonna say the black guy, but I'm gonna say the black guy. <laughs> two, <laughs> two episodes ago, when he started to like cut through the fence, the uh, or cut yeah, cut through cement with cut his through cement black fence, and I'm like, man, why would he do that? Like, and he was just like so unaware of it, and vision like was like, hey. Hey, what are you doing? And he just kind of, and then Agnes and him were talking back and forth. And she said that, well, you know that we're, and, and Vision's like, what? And mm. so I think that there's more people involved. I have a side theory. So I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think another option could be that she's been there the longest. So when they were mm. showing their whiteboard full of people, when they were beautiful minding at the headquarters mm -hmm. and they had everybody's pictures of the different characters on the show, most of them were sword agents. So it's almost like Wanda trapped them in there. And I'm just wondering if it wasn't sort of gradual. And so the ones that have been in the neighborhood the longest are the ones who are like, oh, I can tell by your face, you didn't like that. Do you want me to take it again? Even if they don't understand why. And it could just be a, a, a short break and the ones that have been there the longest have longer breaks with reality. That's my side theory. Cause I don't disagree with yours. It's just another option. So well, I, think, I believe, ahead, I believe Ron. Wanda when Wanda says that she doesn't know how it all started. Mm, I believe agreed. she's coherent with it now, but even vision says, I even vision believed her when she says that he says, I don't believe you, you started this on purpose. It might've been subconscious, but yeah. now mm -hmm. she, I, she knows what she's doing now. 
and she's keeping it going, but I don't think she started it herself. That's where I think you're wrong, Ron. Typical, because I had to say it at least once for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I think that she started it. I think we were all right. We've already talked about it. Like I think her grief was powering this, is powering this mm. whole dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we, have, if we remember correctly, end of Infinity War, she gets blipped away. So she dusts out. She comes back five years later, fights Thanos, doesn't even get to kill him, so really doesn't get closure on that side. Doesn't even just fight Thanos. She one v one Thanos. She was and going like holds, to, her, holds yes. her fucking own. No, she was going to kill him. Like she was what was going to happen, and then he he rained fire and threw her off. But anyway, so she had to deal with that, and so she didn't get that five year grieving period that's passed. She's now just taking all of this grief mm-hmm. in from everything, and so I think she sub to that point, kind of subconsciously, her grief just created this little environment for her to have everything that she wanted again. Mm-hmm. But to that point, and this is where Adam, I don't think it's all her. I think to that point, she thinks she has control over it, but somebody else is helping push things in different directions that they want it to go Influence. to well, try and keep her content and trapped there. So here's yeah, my thing that makes me think that there's, here's my thing that makes me think there's something more than just her going on here. Uh, so everything in this town is like things that she has taken and manipulated and changed into being what she wanted. What about the kids? Yeah. Like those aren't something that she took and changed. Those are new, something that was created. Like that's something different. And there's also the weird part, no other kids in the entire town, which is also kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. Like when Vision said that, I was like, whoa, that's kind of strange. You're right. Until the next episode. The next episode's Halloween. It's full of kids. That's because Vision said something that threw her off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't ready no, for I'm, that. Just, I'm just throwing that out. So there. some kids moved to the neighborhood suddenly. <laughs> well, I mean, and then to that point, she, when the kids and her were having the conversation in the uh, living room, the kids were like, well, where's dad? And she's like, well, he's at work, honey. And it's Monday. And she, they're like, no, it's this morning. It was Saturday. So she's now manipulating people to different days of the week so mm-hmm. that they can stay within the context of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I do have one question. So Thanos destroyed the Mind Stone. How has the Mind Stone come back? No, it's, it's not. It's a figment. It's, it's not. We it's see not. it. We I see a, a blip of. We see a blip of reality, in, I think it was episode four, where yeah, you see one. where yeah, you where see him dead. Vision with yeah. Yeah. With He's literally just a walking dead carcass. Is what it's going oh, on. But, but Vision still has his powers. Is that a manipulation of who he was? Yes. She's yep, got him. She's controlling him, a la like Pet Cemetery, which is why his his uh, whole demeanor is a little bit different too. I think he might be reanimated, but he's not mm. himself for sure. Like That's he's a not solid, brought solid back. comparison. I like the Pet Cemetery comparison. Well, and I I think an important distinction is something that they pointed out in the episode. Her powers come from an Infinity Stone, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like her having the ability to do to like reanimate Vision is not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, her, her stuff's from the Mind Stone, the same stone that's in Vision. Yeah, stone. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, her what whole the- power set in general is so un- unknown, untapped. Like, well, And they are, in this series, they are majorly upping her power level from what we've seen in the movies. Big time. Like, this is so far beyond anything we've seen her do well, it's what on she's film supposed so to far. Be. She was always well, yeah, the yeah. strongest Avengers. So it's kind of like they're correcting their errors because if you talk pre-WandaVision to people, a lot of uh, people that are people. fans that I know of, they're they are like you know, Wanda was always nerfed, and now she's not being nerfed, which is why in this episode they even corrected that by saying like, uh, Jimmy Woo, he says Wanda could have killed 
Thanos by herself. Like that stuff that they recognize is possible, but didn't happen. I don't think it's They're a self-correction. Like I think it's, it. I think it's her learning what she's been able, what she should have been able to do all along. She was under the influence. I think she's got some Red control. And, mm-hmm. and Hydra for, the for so long. Period, and brainwashed and held in captive. And now she's finally out and she's figured out herself more or less well, or, and I think or hasn't and is just isn't in control of her own power really she mm-hmm. has some control over it but i think that's where you're getting a lot of the creation of the 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 pieces of time that she's in is that it's her subconscious that's actually blocking a lot of stuff out even from her powers are controlling her her powers are controlling her Ooh. i don't know if i agree with that because she broke it she broke through the hexagon and basically said don't i mean i mean do you think that's the powers controlling her to go through the hexagon no i think the... i think she has a large amount of control still but i think so much of what's happening is just subconscious she's in control but powers. not in power okay. she's in control but not in power so she can manipulate things in it but she's not the only factor there's yeah, and, other factors and i will say we talked earlier about the kids mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. how she created the kids same thing with their brother I think yep. she created her brother because she's been over the last few episodes reminded of her brother multiple times. So she rec- she recreated it, and then well, she had to like fix that cognitive dissonance where yeah. she like in this the universe of that she's created the her brother is is fine and just off somewhere, mm-hmm. but people keep reminding her that he is not and that he's mm. dead, and so she needed to fix that. Well, this is where I think Agnes and other possible players are coming in because I, if she would have created her brother, A, she would have known because before you guys interrupt, hold on, hot take here. All right, this is a normal Ron take. First of all, I believe her when she Jesus. told Vision, I didn't do that. She didn't create him and make him come knock on the door. She always knows when someone's coming at the door because she does that. And B, it would have been the Age of Ultron Quicksilver, not the fucking X-Men one. She didn't but, know. He he said, "Well, aren't you going to give your brother a hug, a squeeze, or whatever?" He said, "Like she didn't know. She didn't know what she was really looking at. Like she knew, but she didn't. If she created or brought that version of him into that universe, she would have known, and she didn't. I don't think she did that." I love I love the crossover that they did with the X Men version. I Me also too. think that uh, Evan Peterson. I think that's what his name is. Evan Peters. Yeah. Evan Peters is the superior Quicksilver compared to Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, I would agree. They're very Absolutely. different characters. Absolutely. Yeah. This made me rewatch X Men Apocalypse and Dark. Phoenix I don't know why you'd ever put yourself through that. <laughs> <laughs> the X Men movies, like, largely are kind of end, but like when you go back and rewatch that, which is going to be kind of important in the future, because if they're going to be doing crossovers, you need to know these characters. Uh, they're just going to they're going to wipe the X Men continuity, though. None of that is going to be canon. I see. I thought he was going to. I think he's a sleeper agent. I think they sent him in there. I think that was one of the people that she was talking about. She was like, I could think of some people who might be able to break through this and help us. He can manipulate time enough that maybe he can get into the hex. Oh. That's my fear. I think he is the X-Men person and he has cast himself and he's now convincing her because he's able to manipulate time enough. That's my but circling back to the kids, sorry if that was, I don't know, I, that was immediately on my brain. Well, the kids are going to be the young Avengers. That's that's what that's going to be. No. Even the, said that the kids, everyone the kids that aren't even real. real. No. The Not even the direction I'm going, they though. They, no. they seem very sentient, and she seems to acknowledge them as sentient. So when she's like, when they're trying to, like, they seem to be very with it. They seem to be their own entity. They don't seem to 
yes. learn from her, like the actor people have been responding to her where they're like, exactly. oh, we don't like this grief thing. We've learned how to deal with being unhappy. We just age ourselves up and she has to stop them and acknowledge their powers. And I feel like that makes them some, I think they're more real than vision is right now. I don't know how that real. happened, but I don't think that they are just figments of her imagination or of her hex realm. And that Absolutely. Was and she wasn't even brought in like the stork. You remember the stork from that episode? Yeah. And storks were the legend back in the day, you know, storks bring the kids, whoever the stork was, because she couldn't control that stork either. She tried to bash mm. it away several times and the stork wouldn't go. Those kids are real. And even mm. Monica Rambeau delivered the kids and she brought that point up. And when she got brought back into the real universe, she even said everything in there is real. She said that. So that is out there too for us audience to understand. So the, with, everything in there is real. She's making that real. Those kids have their own identity. And in the comics, they're supposed to be members of the Young Avengers. And I think that's what that's going to start forming. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do remember to Ron's point, which is weird for me to say, but to Ron's point, <laughs> there was a conversation that happened with Rambo and um, Kat Dennings' character. And she said, she's creating her own time. She's creating her own thing here. So plausibly, they could all be real because if she's creating her own time, her own timeline within the context of this hexagon then. which is why they had to bring in the x-men i still i still question that because none of the rest of what she's done is creation in there she she's manipulating reality but it's a it's a large leap to say that she created two children when the rest of what she's done is just alter what's around her which is then even goes- scarier what did she recreate them from this goes back into she's not controlling it all by herself she didn't create those kids. Someone else gave her those kids. Well, we'll find out in the next couple episodes because there's only two left, which is so sad. <laughs> no, there's four. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's only a seven there's episode nine. season. Mm, I don't think so. I read that there's nine and there's seven Winter and Soldier or Winter Soldier episodes. I could be backwards, but I'm pretty well, sure there's there's nine because I thought uh, there was one left and then I saw that someone said there's four. We'll find four. out. We'll fact check that. I'm looking I want to get right your guys' thoughts here. Uh, uh, last thoughts on the episode. We're getting some feedback from Monica that, you know, she was the biggest Captain Marvel fan in the Captain Marvel movie. Now, not so much. Thoughts on why she is not a Captain Marvel fan now that we've gone into the future here. We've got some 30 year, 20 years uh, into the future. She disappeared to go fight another planet and left her alone while her mom died. That's the only reason, like just because she got left alone. She's like, oh, I'm going to be pouty about it because my friend left. Yep, that's my that's what well, I think, hundred percent. And if you think uh, about it from that perspective, if she doesn't, if Captain Marvel comes back when Thanos first appears, I don't think you have to go back in time and try to retrieve all these stones. I think you can take Thanos out. Be honest. Uh, Maybe the power that Captain Marvel displays is incredible compared to the other Avengers. Well, yeah. she she's on the same power level as like. Wanda is right again. Mm-hmm. She got her powers from an Infinity Stone. So I think that, I think that has a lot to do with it. If she doesn't, if Thanos doesn't come back and wipe everybody, she has time with her mom, and I mean that would that would do it for me. Okay. Nine also, yeah, Ron's right. 
Oh, God. Man, I'm <laughs> killing mean, it today, man. I should come on more often. You could have said Ron was correct in his usage of the number of episodes. It, you didn't have it's to say okay, guys. Right. A blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. I was going to say, he's been missing for, like, he's been missing for the last like, right four twice months. A day. He's, got his, he's fitting all of his rightness into one window here. He's been so studying up. Nine, there are nine episodes, correct? Yes, there are nine episodes, yeah. yeah. He just wanted to hear us say it again. <laughs> all right, so... On to the other show we've been watching. Matt, 30 Coins. Still building, still doing well. Has anybody else actually watched this show yet? I still couldn't get into it. We keep it. telling you get. You tried it again, Colin? You didn't like it? I did, and it was at a regular time. I, I'll keep trying. <laughs> I mean, it might just be it might just be like a type of genre show that if you if you're if you're not into it, into it, then you might just not you yeah. might not like it that it might much. Not, it's not it might not be for everybody. Uh, I have intentions of catching up on it this week, so that I'll be all the way caught up by the well, next. Well, uh, next Monday is the series finale, so. Well, there we oh, go. Dang. Or the season finale. finale. Series finale, aren't they? <laughs> season finale, not series finale. Short season. Yeah, only eight episodes. I mean, it's a European show. I was so. going to uh, say. They they don't do the American bullshit where we're like we're going to be do twenty four episodes and half of those are filler. Yeah, HBO is pretty good about that anyway. You, they they tend to yeah. knock it out at ten at minimum at max it's anyway, true. which is what uh, I like about like Disney Plus and all of the originals like Netflix. Everybody's kind of copied that model that HBO had of we don't need to stretch this out longer. We just need to get it done. Tell our story. Disney Plus would actually release all the episodes so I could just binge the half. Right. Right. right, but yeah, uh, with episode six, uh, you can definitely tell that the season is coming to a head because there's a ton of stuff that's like starting to come together mm-hmm. uh like they confirmed in this episode uh something that i had suspected already uh that the bad guys have 29 of the titular coins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so and that's why what... they're so desperate for this 30th yeah uh because bad things are gonna happen when they get all 30 of them guys <laughs> uh which like I predict that they are going to get their hands on the last one. And that's how they're going to get like, the next season? Yeah. Where do we go okay. for season two if they don't? That's what I was about like... to ask you. Is, is <laughs> So where do you think the season's going to head after this? If we have the season finale on Monday, where does it head? Or not not to, not tonight, but to next Monday. Yeah. There's a new episode uh, tonight that I haven't watched yet. And then next Monday is the finale. Yeah. So that's, that's where you think the next season's headed is they're going to, and now it's going to be trying that's, to damage control. And that's where I feel like we're heading. I could be wrong. I, I welcome being wrong. I mean, this show has done a lot of surprising me so far. Uh, so I will not be surprised if I'm wrong. You won't be surprised if you're surprised. Yeah, do we know, exactly. <laughs> do we know for a fact that they're doing a second season? Uh, I think I just read something about it today. I can't say for sure. Uh, okay but i'm i'm pretty sure i read today that they're doing a second season gotcha interesting all right well i definitely have to get caught it's one of my shows the episodes are just so long (laughs) they are long they are long episodes i mean you're talking hour hour 15 for some of these episodes i'm like dang this is like watching many movies but they're very good they're very good but i i I feel like the longer i feel like the longer this has been uh like the more episodes i've watched the faster they seem to go by, because I'm oh, so I'm like so invested in the story at this point. Uninvested stories, Cole. Firefly Lane. <laughs> yeah. So, I made it through three episodes. Uh, if we have to talk about it next week, I I guess I'll watch some more. But 
No, um, I won't. Make, I won't make you sit through it again if you don't like it that much. No, no, okay, hold on. Before I get into all this, I this show revolves around two women who have grown up together. I am not a woman, and I, <laughs> and he has never grown up. <laughs> and I have grown up. But I have. I have not grown up on, with the things that have happened within the show. Um, and so it does feel a little. Um, oh, what? I, what's the show my love? My wife loves. Uh, but all, the family. I can't remember what it's called. Modern Family. No, no, no. It's a very sappy show. Uh, uh, this is I'll, us. This, this is, is us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has a very okay. "this is us" feeling in some points of it, and I'm just like, oh, I see what you're doing, Netflix. But at so, the same time, go ahead. Cole's takeaway: Firefly Lane, not a movie for dudes. It's a TV, TV show. 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 Come on, show. Adam. TV show. It definitely <laughs> doesn't have a. T- it doesn't have a ton of masculine. Uh, uh stuff going on it's very feminine which is fine it's fine it's fine just not something i'm probably going to continue to watch um i mean i will say we were two almost full two episodes in and i still had no clue where we were going but then the Uh, way season or episode two ended i was like i have to at least watch episode three (laughs) because maybe they'll answer the question but they didn't and so uh, uh So I'm still not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it's it's a story of two friends growing up together, one a very popular girl in high school and going through all that, and one an outcast. But what? for some reason, they get together and and they're That's friends. So and... original. Which no, one is Catherine Heigl? <laughs> Catherine Heigl is the popular, the popular one. one. I figured. Yes. Have you <laughs> seen the glasses they put on Sarah? Oh my What's goodness! Those those glasses. Sarah Chalk. Thank you. The girl that uh, plays well, Sarah I... Chalks, yeah, that's bad. That's not good. Those glasses. Just to put my like token two cents in as a female, I have not watched this, but everyone I know who has tried it because they liked those actresses, which is the only reason I was going to give it half a chance, um, has been like, this show is terrible. Please don't waste your time. Like, so the females aren't thoroughly enjoying it either, at least okay. the ones that I know. I mean, listen, not to throw shade, but who are the people who still like Katherine Heigl? <laughs> I didn't know she still For me, it was Sarah. Yeah. Ch- I like Sarah Chalk. I couldn't think of her last name. That's I'm like, fair. the girl from Scrubs. I like her. And I kind yeah, of wanted to see too. if Katherine Heigl could do something because she hasn't done She hasn't anything. done anything and, ever. Katherine Heigl. Well, I mean, listen, not she, recently that was worth it. Katherine Heigl was really good on the first, like, three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, like, totally threw away any goodwill I had towards her when she got nominated for an Emmy for, like, season four. And it was like, no, I don't deserve this because the writing was terrible this season. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why she got basically blackballed. In yeah, that was, that was the point when they decided to kill her off, I think. Which I think is honestly <laughs> still haunting her. You know, they talk about the gay mafia and Will and Grace, and I think that's still haunting her to this day because her hair and makeup in that movie is trash. <laughs> in the her previews, and her foundation and doesn't... Trash. i mean like half the time her hair looks messy her foundation is all the wrong shades they put contrasting colors on her and i just saw that in the preview now to be fair i have a background in that but to the untrained eye it's just gonna look a little rough (laughs) i mean here's the thing so she she's a character she has her tv show kind of like a talk show and stuff it's called girl girl talk i don't remember anyways oh god it was a memorable show it's so memorable but um (laughs) so when she's on camera quote unquote she looks like katherine heigl with good makeup but when she's just the katherine heigl character in the show she looks like a uh, like she just woke up after i've binge drinking all night um which 
Maybe, Maybe she was. Be a thing. <laughs> she does enjoy alcohol on the show, but she as the, and she is rough. childless, which is another plot point, right? That she doesn't have any kids, and she wonders what if. Yeah, that comes up subtle. It's not. It's not mm. a huge plot point, right? Again, I don't know where it's going. I'm three <laughs> episodes in, and I don't know. There's been so many random things that came up as a plot point. Another plot point was Sarah Chalk's husband and that relationship, and then Sarah Chalk's relationship with her daughter, and then the up and down relationship between her and Catherine Heigl's character. And it's, it's good in the set. No, that's not good. I took take that back. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> it's just I mean, trying so hard to find a redeemable quality. Listen, if you if you want to watch a show on Netflix starring two women, watch Dead to Me. Like that's such a good show. Yes. Or Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Like I thought it was gonna be like a Grace and Frankie. I was kind of excited after the first like five minutes, and then it just downhill quickly, like ninety degree drop. But yeah. Anyways, we should move on to something more entertaining. <laughs> so, so we will we'll talk we'll talk about framing britney spears so this is a yeah. this is a tv show it's on a, it's on cable network it's part of the new york times Presents series which i didn't even know was a thing until this episode came out um and i looked at some of their previous stuff because this episode was really good i don't know if anybody I, we've talked about it a little bit i think on this podcast about britney spears and everything going on with her the whole free britney movement and everything mm-hmm. that's there this whole episode is all about not necessarily talking through the free Britney movement, but it takes the look at Britney Spears' entire career through the lens of how she got to the point where she needed this free Britney movement. And so it was, it's a yeah. really cool show, not only just to kind of take a trip down memory lane and, and, under, and re-understand like how Britney got her start and all the like behind the scenes stuff that was going on with her and the relationship she had. Um, people, people are blaming Justin Timberlake online now for playing a role in her downward spiral, mm-hmm. um, which... I do, I do not like, I don't like Justin Timberlake as much as I did, but I still like Justin Timberlake a lot. So there is that. Um, but overall, I really liked it. I thought it was a good hour. It was essentially a documentary hour and 10 minutes. It was very well done. And all I want to know is how the heck is her mom, her dad making money off of her if she's not com- competent enough to make her own decisions? Like you yeah, shouldn't be able to do it's that. It's honestly ridiculous. Yeah, what uh, platform what it, is this on? So this is on Hulu. Okay. But that's kind of what a, at least he doesn't have a guardianship over. Not anymore. Over. He, he still has a conservatorship on her. Yeah. And, and it's not no, much Jamie of a huge... Jamie Lee has it now. Jamie Lee has it now? Well, they oh, have good. it split. So he, so her, Jamie her, Lynn. Yeah, her Jamie dad Lynn. still yeah, yeah, yeah. controls the finances, but her mom now has a say over her actual like day-to-day like personal life. So she's not literally house. trapped in her house anymore. Unless she's going out to work to make money that he well, gets then, to cash. So that's how that's how she he's making money is when you have when you have cert- conservatorship or guardianship over finances or anything like that, you basically can write checks to yourself and be mm-hmm. like, well, this is for X, Y, and Z, and how I, I you know whatever you can make it. I'm up. caring for my daughter. Exactly. I mean, you can manipulate the system. Getting out of a guardianship or conservatorship, if it's written really well, getting out of it is almost impossible. I worked yeah, with someone. I mean, they trying to get out of one and it's someone as visible and nine months with as much money wow. and influence as Britney Spears can't get out of it. Like what right. a horrible person have. Yeah, yeah. And they actually talk about that. It's cool. They say that it, the lawyers on the show say that exact point. Like if it's once it's set, like it's almost impossible to end. It is almost um, impossible to end. And it, it, it's really sad, especially when they talk about the conflict of interest too, because all lawyers on all sides are being paid for by Britney Spears. Like she's having to pay for the conservators mm-hmm. lawyers as well as her own lawyers trying to prove her innocence. 
And you're saying there's not some kind of conflict of interest there that they're going to continue right. to pay it if she has to keep fighting this battle? Like, right. Well, and it, it, come honestly, on. there's there's an aspect of like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like Britney Spears was a, like a punching bag for so many years where everyone would just like ridiculed everything she did. Mm-hmm. And then like, now you're getting all this context for what was going on in her life. And you're like, okay, this was all really understandable stuff that she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also yeah. like legitimate mental illness that we didn't allow. I mean, even as recently as the nineties, like we didn't allow celebrities to have faults. They weren't no. allowed to have, you know, and anytime they did it, like, I mean, think of some of the celebrity divorces, whereas now it's like much more common, but like any, some of the long-standing ones, they made it a couple of years and be like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that to each other. And I'm like, you know, it's just interesting <laughs> how like the, the microscope is so tight on them that, you know, now that mental health has become a more openly acceptable topic, we're starting to learn actors are speaking about that, honestly if you have a brain in your head, you know that most artists have a significant amount of damage. That's what they draw from for their craft. So like mm-hmm. to think that these were all like perfectly happy, sunshiny people that didn't have real problems behind the camera. She just didn't do as, she wasn't able to hide as much of it as I think most people were because of her specific things. But I haven't watched the thing yet. I'm, I, I was afraid that I was going to get too upset watching it, honestly. No, so number one recommendation, if you, like, if you like Britney Spears at all, I highly recommend watching it because it is just, it's a really cool story, like biography of her. Uh, and number cool. two, I've never hated paparazzi more than I did after watching this and just seeing how annoying they really are. Oh, like, gosh. Oh, I, yeah. like, I, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I would be fighting somebody. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, on the last round of news, we had a new movie that uh, Ron was able to watch this week. Ron, we had Malcolm and Marie. How was that? Oh, man. All right. So it's kind of, I don't know where to start. It's very. The beginning, usually. Yeah. Very good place <laughs> to start. It's not for everybody. Matt. It's not going to be for everybody. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I guess, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, for you guys, I don't care because I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, the entire movie is just washington and zendaya yelling yelling at each other it's just a couple they're the only two that star in it it is about an hour and a half of them going through every room in their mansion and yelling at each other now it gets really deep i feel that i'm just going to assume here and i know that's usually not a good thing to do but i'm going to do it anyways (laughs) i am going to assume that if you haven't had a troubling relationship in your life, you're not going to understand this film. Mm. I've had a few. I'm also going to get a little touchy here. I also went through my separation in July, so it kind of hit hard. Like sometimes I'd be watching Malcolm and I would feel like I'm watching myself. And that's really what it is. It's, it's just you got a guy who's a screenwriter and he's just so focused on himself. But the only reason mm. why he even has the success he has is because of his partner. Now, his partner, Zendaya, doesn't feel appreciated. And the entire film is her arguing for him. Why don't you, you didn't even thank me. And then him just yelling, like, why are you trying to ruin my biggest night? And it's pretty much that. And it keeps going and it goes. And there's just, there's a bunch of quotable moments all day. Um, it's just a really deep, it's, it's really deep. It's really, really deep. And it's very real. So it's not like this movie where at the end, it's a happy ending. And again, I'm going to spoiler alert. Um, this doesn't really end. They go to bed and then they wake up and you don't really know if they're going to be okay or not, which is very real because a lot of relationships you argue and then you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day and continue your life and pretend it didn't happen. And that's pretty much how the film was. 
I feel hmm. like their acting was a hundred out of ten for both of them. Hmm. Fantastic, hmm. absolutely fantastic. If you don't care about the arguing or the relationship, and you don't feel like relatable to the story, no one. I don't feel like anyone could watch this film and not say that the acting is superb. It's some of the best acting I've ever seen. You and Cole both brought, both brought up a good point with the the shows and movies that you watched this week, and I think that it ties a lot into to what people like is which makes horror movies really interesting when you think about that too. The relatability side of things really makes things more enjoyable. Um, and so you can have a really good movie, but if you can't relate to it or a really good show, but if you can't relate to it, it's just going to fall flat on you a lot of times. Um, and so I think you and Cole both have that same opposite ends of the spectrum on the relatability side for, for what you guys watched this week. Yeah. I can't really relate <laughs> to be a woman. I, I, I mean, there's definitely some truth to that. You're going to be drawn to things that are more, easily relatable to you but good writing can go a long yeah. way to make mm-hmm. you to helping you relate to things that you have no experience with for sure and so on the yeah. topic of relatability here we have valentine's day coming up this week i want all of your just movie recommendations for valentine's day i'll give you mine first uh rom-com it's called the duff it's my wife's favorite it's hilarious <laughs> it's called the duff it's hilarious I've seen the duff. we watch it all we watch it every valentine's day because we, it's one of our favorite rom-coms interesting i've never seen it uh, you've you, never seen you the duff watch it. oh yeah. you should watch it matt it's funny uh, i believe that to be true of bailey that's <laughs> one of her favorites cole what's yours so uh, I'm a little sappy again, rom-com. It is uh, You've Got Mail. I don't know if there's something uh, about nice. You've Got Mail. Every time I watch it, I feel nostalgic to when I visited mm-hmm. New York. And mm-hmm. a, a line from the movie is New York in the fall. And all the, the best part, I mean, like the last time I visited, it was New York. It was October and New York in the fall. And it's mm-hmm. just so nostalgic to just my childhood, just in the sense of, I remember watching that movie for like you know, one of the first times and I was like, I just love Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Their chemistry is yep. unmatched. And- Plus the AOL mm-hmm. nostalgia. Yeah, the AOL oh. nostalgia. <laughs> Funny fact, the guy, a guy that I go to church with is the voice of the AOL, is the AOL guy. Really? That's <laughs> awesome. He came from my church. You know, a celebrity. That's the kind of celebrity I want to meet though. Like somebody who's right. like, who's like really well known for like yeah. one specific thing. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was a digital voice. And then everyone's like, no, no, no. He goes to church Dude. here. So uh, I have not actually got to meet him because COVID, but, um, mm. but yeah, it's just. Uh, How many people do you think meet him and ask him to do the thing? <laughs> no, no, Too I, many. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't think people like actually know that it's an actual person. <laughs> so, so are you about to be one of those people who when you do meet him will ask him to do the thing hopefully if i meet him yes i will ask him to do the you've got mail maybe i can record it and send it to all you guys oh, there please I do i'm on that would be amazing. <laughs> adam what's yours uh, i'm gonna throw out 50 first dates Ooh, nice yeah, i nice. like that one matt uh i'm gonna buck the trend here uh, everyone on Valentine's Day should watch My Bloody Valentine. Nice. Yeah, that's that's another one my wife loves. Uh, I just oh, yeah. actually watched it today. Uh, it's a it's a solid slasher flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking the remake here, not the 80s one. Uh, yeah. The remake starring Jensen Eccles, uh, a young Jensen Eccles. I was oh, really thrown off by it. how... I was really thrown <laughs> off by how young he looks because I've been watching the later seasons of Supernatural lately. <laughs> <laughs> Finish that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's Ooh. a... It was a, uh, it's a 3D made movie. So there's 
some of those early thousands like 3D yep. moments that you're like okay uh, you're like, yeah, like you I said, that. you mean you didn't have your handy dandy <laughs> goggles ready off your cereal box? Like I said, a surprisingly uh, a surprisingly competent uh, slasher movie. Aaron, what about you? Um, mine is and forever will be when Harry met Sally. Um, but that's classic. but there's a the reason. Most it's not the just, most classic of rom coms, honestly. Yeah, I just feel like it's always a crowd pleaser. Whether you have a like reluctant significant other who doesn't really like rom coms, there's enough comedy in it, recognizable faces. I mean, mm-hmm. genuinely funny, funny stuff when you take the romance out of it. Um, yeah, I don't know that I've ever met a person who doesn't like when Harry met Sally. This is what I'm saying. It's enjoyable for everyone, whether you're a rom com person or not. Um, so. That's that's always my go-to, and it also like it plays well at parties. It has a couple iconic scenes, so people who have like maybe never seen it know something about it. So it's not I'll a complete like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so and it's something you can have on like if you ha- are in a place where everyone has seen it. Not that anyone should be having large parties. Stay safe and social distance. <laughs> but if you are with your pod and nobody can pick a movie, that one will always go over at least well, if not the best. Awesome. And Ron, what about you? You got one? Yeah, I got a couple I really can't decide on. Um, I would have to go with, I'm going to say all three, either Shallow (laughs) Hal, (laughs) My Best Friend's Girl, or anything with Rachel McAdams because she's fucking stunning. Rachel McAdams is a tragedy. I love Rachel McAdams. Yes, Yes, everybody does. Wedding Crashers. uh, Her and Wedding Crashers was amazing. So, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate you all tuning in to watch us on Facebook Live or listen to the podcast here uh, sometime throughout the week. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's at It's Lit Reviews or at It's Fire or Lit Fire Talk. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate the support. And in the meantime, enjoy your streaming.